2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Are you a lifelong
0: fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach as a place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a general hospital fan podcast.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: Welcome to the Port Charles 411. Today we're talking with Jen Bishop. She is a, she has her own general hospital blog and she runs a Twitter account. So her blog is Diagnosis Daytime. And it also has a Twitter account. But then, also on Twitter, she is Soap Jen. It's so cute! I like that. She is. She's a lot of fun. So we've been kind of watching her for a little while. We just wanted to talk to her. So we hope that you enjoy our conversation. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, oh, you're welcome. Thanks for asking me. I'm Shannon. You, oh, hi. And we just we like to keep things conversational, and you know, just talk about gh <laughs> and you know if you have any fun stories about you know if you've met anyone i know you have like a really big background in like the online you on your own website mm-hmm. and things like that so you might have a little bit different information i guess than what we usually talk about so okay yes yeah, so do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself
2: okay um well you know, I've been watching soaps for probably a long time, I think, like most of us, where I kind of started as a kid watching it with my grandmother and my grandfather, who claimed they didn't watch soaps, you know, um, during the summers that uh, were very into the CBS soaps, so watching YR, and um, uh, they watched Bold and the Beautiful only when Sheila was on, because she was part of YR, you know, so they kind of crossed over with her, but, you know, I remember like the. Um, Stories were like, uh, you know, Cricket's Rape and then um, like with Drew and Cricket and Danny and like all the shenanigans they used to get into and Nina and the whole thing with David with the killer forehead and all that. So I remembered all those wild shows back then. And then um, myself then, I, you know, my mom was watching Days. And so I started watching Days with her and my sister. And then, you know, they... Soaps that used to have that long block of hours. And so then you'd watch one soap and then you'd start watching the one after it. So then it was, we picked up Another World and then we picked up Santa Barbara. And so spent many hours each day <laughs> watching soap operas. And um, then uh, when I went to, or uh, right in high school, then I had gotten into One Life to Live. A friend of mine watched it and stuff. And I... Really liked, um, I know the character Todd Manning's is a really bad dude, but I was really kind of fascinated with the story of like the um, Manning era and stuff. I, I started watching after the whole Marty stuff kind of. Um, so I started when Todd and Blair were really starting up as a couple, and um, I really liked them. They had great chemistry. And there was kind of that fun, like, um, you know, two losers kind of making a big story there. And I really liked Vicky you know and and her multiple personalities and stuff, so I would say that was probably like my favorite soap and then you know from there uh in college, my roommate watched General Hospital, so I picked that up there, so I've kind of watched almost like I have kind of a pretty rounded <laughs> background there with soaps yeah. um. But um, I did kind of get out of soaps a little while, I think, like a lot of people, too, when they get busy and stuff. And then I picked it up, like, right before when Life to Live went off the air. And I started chatting with people online and stuff. And it was really kind of cool to get everybody's perspectives. And you meet, meet people that like the same things you do and stuff. And it was a lot of fun. And then I was like, you know, I like writing. So I'm going to start a blog and start writing about it. And it just kind of went from there. So <laughs> right now, my you know, I'm watching general hospital. And I do watch um, Bold and the Beautiful during my uh, lunch breaks because it's on and I'm home working from home now, but which, wow, I'm really glad that um, Frank decided not to make his employees make out with dolls.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Camera angles
2: can do wonders, you know, you don't. (laughs) So, yeah, um, I, you know, I think with uh, General Hospital, uh, it's it's definitely not perfect. And there's a lot of stuff that I'm, I think they need to do work on. But I do think um, having kind of that break in there, I mean, it's too bad that the show's had to take that break. But I think that helped General Hospital because, you know, the writers we have now, they're, they're fairly new to high, head writing. You know, they're kind of green. Um, they, they've been writing soaps forever, of course, but as far as being in charge and stuff. And I think, you know, um, giving a little bit of a break for them to kind of pause a bit and look at some stuff helps. Because there is definitely a shift from after the nurses ball, There was definitely a noticeable shift with where some of these stories were going and where some of the focus was. So um, I think it did them really good to do that. Um,
0: We agree. We were saying the same thing, especially about Lulu. You know, it's and it's almost like, it's like anything else, you know, when you're so caught up in the moment and doing the thing, you can forget what you're doing. Really. It's mm-hmm. like second nature, but then, yeah, they were forced to pause and it was like, okay, what are we doing here?
1: It <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a shame that
0: they decided Lulu had to leave because they were doing such a good job of writing her like the spunky Spencer that we knew her to be.
2: Oh, I loved you when they came back. You know, I feel like, um, she was kind of stepping into Laura's role for a a bit there because Jeannie Francis didn't come back right away. You know, a lot of the actors, you know, people don't realize that a lot of these actors that didn't start working back right away is their choice, which I totally respect because myself, like just like my day job, if my boss asked me if I wanted to come in, I'd be like, no. (laughs) So I get it. Um, and so a lot of the story they'd already written and stuff because they were still working off old scripts for about a month or two afterwards. Um, a lot of that stuff they had planned for Laura, they kind of moved over to Lou, though, and she was great doing it. I mean, it really worked because she does have that very Laura Weber um you know, vibe about her and stuff. I think that uh, Emma Ryland's very good at fitting into that role of Laura Weber's daughter, not so much Luke Spencer's daughter, but very much Laura's daughter. So um, I think she just, uh, you know, the virus and stuff has been hard. And I think she just kind of uh, was unlucky enough to have her, you know, I'm speculating of course, which is, you know, you got to be careful with, but I think she was just unlucky enough that her contract landed on a, a certain time. Right. Um, And and they did leave it open for her return, which I definitely think we are going to see her again. So, um, it's a bummer for fans and stuff, but I I don't think it's a hopeless situation for anybody either. So, it's it's definitely not like with Julian where he's dead, you know. (laughs) And that took a long time. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I don't know what they're trying to do there. I mean, a lot of people have the impression that it kind of seemed a bit like they were insulting. Well, I don't know if that was the case or if they just thought, you know, hey, we have this opportunity to like kill someone dead, dead. And so let's go a little wild with it. But that went on a long time. And I think just with the real world and stuff like that being as dark as it is right now, that seems somebody have very long, slow, painful deaths. Mm
0: -hmm. or like months was a bit unpleasant so yeah well and William DeVry kept saying on Twitter that you know no if he's gone he is gone you know it's Mm -hmm. not I guess he wasn't gonna let Julian just ride off into the sunset and then what if you know at least that was the impression that I was getting from his tweets you know was that He's like, "Oh no, you guys will have an answer. Don't worry."
2: <laughs> you yeah. know. Well, and he did do an exit interview with um, Millie Bracco, and yeah. he, you know, in that he did, he he did pretty much just say that he agreed with fans that it was kind of dark and stuff. But I don't think he felt dissatisfied with the ending, you Brave. know, um, and stuff like that. He's been—I I don't think any of his—he's been on like every soap opera, and I don't think any of his characters have survived. <laughs> For him, I was probably just like, oh, we're doing this again, you know. But I do feel like he really, really loved the role that he was. I think that Julian was probably his favorite character. And you could tell he just loved playing that role. So it was definitely a bittersweet thing for him, I'm sure. I don't know how
0: you feel. Do you feel like they just didn't know what to do with him sometimes? So it's like we got this, like when he got the bar, that was it. Like nothing really was going on. Yeah, he had his little... Love interest with Kim Nero, but then like that really didn't go anywhere. It didn't go where it could have, you know.
2: Yeah, I think there were some mistakes made, unfortunately, with writing. And, and I, you know, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, so I don't think there's really one person to blame, obviously. But right. you know, it kind of started when they did the whole knife to the throat scene with Alexis, I and mean, that's that was pretty bad. But I, you know, I don't. I would argue that that wasn't so much the the part that killed the character so much as. The fact that when they tried to clean it up, they made it worse because yep. they brought in his sister and and stuff like that. And, you know, well, that story was really wacky and entertaining. I was like, so basically you're saying that this man who is this strong mobster dude tried to kill the woman he loves because his sister made him do it it's like, no, he would have shot Olivia. He wouldn't have done that, you know. Right. So it was a little unbelievable and it got a little too over the top and it didn't really explain it away. And I think, you know, what the audience saw is they saw him fantasizing about trying to kill Alexis and stuff. And I think it got into a touchy subject where you don't really want, a le- I mean, Alexis is, is messed up and she makes really bad romantic choices. But that's kind of a line where you don't, she's not the type to kind of, go back to an abuser right and, right and so I think what they needed to do is maybe do a. it would have been really tricky but I think they needed to kind of explain that maybe he had some sort of a breakdown or something and maybe do some sort of therapy thing and stuff like that and, and so you know that would have kind of built his character and they didn't necessarily need to get Alexis and Julian back together again ever but um I think when they did pair him with Kim, the idea was kind of to have this outside party come in that didn't have that, you know, bias against the character because she wasn't there when all that happened. So Kim didn't have to be like, yeah, you tried to kill your wife because she doesn't know about it. And so I think in theory that was a good idea. And I think that, you know, the actors liked each other and worked well together. But they brought Kim in to pair with Drew. She and. And so I think that they kind of just, you know, kept it in a holding spot the whole time, thinking, oh, we're going to eventually pair her with Drew. And then that never happened. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like you go back and it's like, what it could have should have. Um, Can't really do anything about it now. Because I think if they weren't kind of stuck in that idea, and and they drug that uh, Oscar story, which I hated. Yeah. Um, So way too long. past. So if they would have kind of hopped into... A romance there and stuff like that as their story and and invest in that more. I think it could have gone a a much better direction for him. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, Kim's gone. Alexis and him can't get back together again. And I was like, what do you do with them? And, you know, they were on a tick corner really with the whole baby switch thing because then it was like, he can't get out of that without like everybody hating him, you know. It's like he has... Mm -hmm his wife doesn't want him back, you know, his girlfriends left him, his kids aren't going to want to be around him, he has no friends, who's he going to interact with, you know, so it it just, I think it just kind of ended up uh, snowballing to the point where it's like, what can we do with him anymore, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think he's going to do well in Canada and stuff like that and do a lot of hallmark movies, and he always did well outside his soaps, so Mm -hmm. um, I think people will see him again, so his fans will have plenty of interest
0: He's so good. Yeah. (laughs) So what, so you've been watching GH then for a while. Mm -hmm. Do you have an all time favorite storyline? Um, you know,
2: with GH it's a little bit hard to say because I feel like, um, I don't know if I have an all-time favorite with them so much as I kind of have favorite like characters and couples and stuff like that. Um, I did really like, um, you know, I did really like when they did the whole thing where they confronted um, Luke of war in the nineties. And I might've felt differently if I'd watched it like way back when that story originally happened and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I thought they actually did a really good job with that because it, it is kind of a, you know, those type of stories are stuff that usually just happens in soaps and so to kind of go back and like, they had to kind of go back and address the fact that, hey, we wrote this woman fell in love with a rapist and stuff like that and we've been ignoring it for all these years and I thought they did a really good job with, you know, having what happened to um, Liz kind of bring all those feelings up and stuff like that and, you know, having Lucky deal with it and stuff because I remember there was this a scene, I think, that um look like he had didn't like Nick, you know, they didn't the long lost brothers didn't get along right away, and had basically told Nick that, you know, hey, your dad's a rapist and raped my mother. And Nick said, No, it was your dad that did that. Yep. And so just to have kind of this kid all of a sudden realize that his this fairy tale romance um was kind of built on a pretty disturbing disturbing thing. You know, he he thought his parents loved each other and stuff like that and to learn that this is how they started out and so i think for the audience kind of went through that with lucky and it was very well done um i'm not sure if i would say you know i, I don't know if it's one of those stories that you know i would say brought me joy or something like that but i just you know it was something that was very thought-provoking and that actors did a really good job with
0: well i think because we talk about it pretty frequently, not like we talk about it all the time, but we have talked about it. And I think they said, what it went for 20 minutes straight and they didn't even cut to commercial break where Luke was telling Lucky, you know? So like, it was one of, it was one of those moments, you know, Mm -hmm. that they made it real. They didn't make it soapy, you know, it was. So that's. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, she is just kind of um, the Madonna of soaps in a way where it's constantly Revamping itself through the years, you know, giving a new style to it, and so in the in the '90s, GH was kind of really started to get kind of dark and more realistic. I guess uh, I mean they still did some far out, over the top stuff, but um, you know, during the '80s, they had a lot of those big adventures where people were going after Aztec stolen jewelry <laughs> and you know, the people trying oh, yeah, to exactly. the world and stuff like that, and. and the 90s, it was a lot more grounded. I think soaps in general were too, but they got some really good social issues stories out of that. Um, like even that one with uh, Stone and Robin and AIDS and stuff. Yep. And I, you know, I feel like right now that it might be a little too heavy for 2021 after we've survived 2020. But when they try to do those social issues now, they don't quite always work. And I don't know if it's just because we've outgrown them or if I do think that there are writing the issues when they run because I feel like they try not to offend at the same time they're writing these really controversial stories. Like like with the Aiden Blaine story, you know, obviously yeah. they were going to go to the point, like whether he was gay or transgender and kind of some identity issues with the kid. And, and that did create some controversy. I was disappointed that they just dropped it like they did. Because they could have very well just stuck to the fact that this kid's being bullied and we need to address it. In the end, what they did was the message was that Charlotte was okay. You know, she just needed someone to take her out for ice cream. Right. She got an award. And you're like, that's a horrible message. You could have at least said that. You know, hey, Charlotte was wrong for doing this, and we're gonna. This is how you deal with a kid that bullies people. You didn't need to say it was okay all of a sudden. You know.
0: But or that it's okay that a little boy wants to bake and not play sports, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, yeah it's, there's it's, a lot it's, of ways that they could have handled that differently, Yes,
2: yeah. You know, and it's too bad because I think that the actors were putting in some really great work with it and stuff like that and just to kind of have all that for naught. Yeah. So, and the actor that plays Aiden is really adorable. I, I hope we get yes. to see him again soon. <laughs> I'm sure he'll probably be much more grown-up than we saw him last time, but, so it's been like a year, hasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, he went to
0: Ireland for Christmas with Lucky, so we didn't see him at all last year, I don't think. Yeah.
2: So, and I know the actor did, like, some other shows and stuff like that at the time, but I don't, I'm assuming he probably hasn't been doing much now since everybody's locked down, but yeah, it would be nice if we could kind of see him in the future and stuff like that if it works out for him, of course, but I think that the kind of the cool thing with Liz's kids is that they're all very developed kids. Cause a lot of the soap kids, like, you know, they have, they're doing this thing with adopting Leo. I have no idea who, that, who Leo is. <laughs> you know, we don't know what his personality is. We don't know if he likes trucks or penguins or what, you know, but I think they've done a really good job with the Weber boys where, you know, we know Jake's into art and that he likes sharks and that he likes to ice skate and, you know, all this stuff about them. And I think that's kind of cool because you don't see that a lot in soaps. Right.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, because even, I mean, Danny and Scout, we don't really have any idea of, like, their real personalities.
2: Mm-hmm. I think Scout's just hanging out in the attic right now. <laughs> well, we, we talked to Scout. her.
0: It, when was it it was probably about a year ago that mm-hmm. we talked to Ella Ramaseri yeah. and she is adorable. We talked to her mom too mm-hmm. um, but yeah i I think that the last time we saw her was also Christmas mm-hmm. twenty nineteen because remember that's when Jason came home and they were hanging their
2: stockings. Oh yeah, that might have been also What do you think about Jason breaking up?
0: I have no idea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like what you were talking about, that
0: when they brought them back together, Mm -hmm. they just didn't do anything. Like, it was just, oh, yeah, they're back together. We're good. Yeah. Right.
2: You know, I think the breakup was needed just because they've been written so poorly the last few years. Um, I mean, everybody gets bad stories, but it was just kind of like, the characters themselves together were not written very well. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and this could be like, you know, sometimes you have to split split characters up so they can kind of grow in a different direction so they can bring them back together again. And so that might be what they're trying to do here. I don't know, but um, they weren't very fun to watch the last few years. And, it's, and I, I do feel bad for their fans who are kind of expecting to get, their couple back when Steve returned and stuff like that, because it just never really happened. Like they were in this state of together, but not being really together and stuff. So, I mean, they were marketing them as a couple, but I'm like, they're not really even officially dating or anything. They just kind of sat there for a year. And right. stuff. So, um, but it, it'll be interesting to see like how it goes with the new pairings. I think that's, I think that Brit and Jason is probably going to be, re- and some popularity i think that those I kinda two, like it. yeah you know Pete, kelly kelly the i i probably sing her name wrong but she is extremely likable and i think there's a lot of people that are very happy that she's back on general hospital mm-hmm. and so i think it's kind of cool, cool that i'm not a big jason fan per se you know, I mean, i just think he's kind of boring and do grow from with my taste but I'm excited that she's getting a story out of this because I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with Brits. Um, especially with I mean, she's got some a lot of drama with her, her brother, Peter and with her mom and with the hospital stuff and, and Cyrus and everything. So I'm hoping there's some really interesting story out of that. Um, I think Dante and Sam are going to be a bit of a harder sell.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: you think that they're trying to bring them together? I know they are.
3: Oh, yeah, I just don't like it because they are supposed to be kind of sort of related. They share Leo <laughs> in common. I, I, <laughs> That's
2: exactly what the problem is, is they started them out. I mean, what they needed to do is, I you know it's cliche, free. but, you know, trap them in an elevator, make them accidentally check check into the same cabin and get snowed in or, or right. something like that, you know, something where you get them together, where it's, you know, kind of a you know, high stakes situation or an emotional situation. See if you can get those sparks flying, but they started them out instead of, Oh, Hey, did you know we share a brother? Right. right. I think a lot of people have forgotten that they shared a brother. So they didn't really need to address that right away. And I think that's just kind of an awkward way to start things. If you want to start selling people that there's a possibility of a romance down the road. Right. So,
0: because they were paired together when they did that flashback, the what-if scenario, oh, yeah. oh, like, years ago. And yeah, they were good there as those characters mm-hmm. that were together. Right. But not, yeah. not now. What are they going to do? Their first day is going to be... We don't read spoilers. <laughs> so we didn't know if that was for sure. Oh, I was not, not even picking up on that. Yes. I don't like that. But, yeah,
2: but... I mean, I think that, that might be where they got the idea from. And I do think that, you know, if um, I think Island. Emeryland... You know, I don't think that they planned on her leaving right away. And so I think that was kind of a short notice thing. And I'm like, okay, Dante's single and we're going to have Sam single here in a bit. And they were cute in that episode and stuff. And so I kind of get where they came up with the idea, but I think that they're setting that up in a very wrong way. So we'll see
3: what happens. Yeah, I don't like that. I would like him to end up with Maxie. That's who I was just thinking. I'm like, after half yeah. week, after everything happens with Peter, that she finds out he can, you know, help her raise her kids, and that'd be a good relationship. And that would be drama mm-hmm. if they do bring Lulu back, right? Because that was my best friend. What's exactly. going to
2: yeah, I think that would be a more natural way to take things too, because I feel like the um, they're kind of having. I mean, salmon. Dante have known each other forever and stuff. Um, but they haven't really had much of a relationship. So they kind of have to, like, the way they're building them now, it's like, okay, you guys are kind of sort of not really related. Mm-hmm. Right. But you have no idea who you, who each other are and don't really know each other. And so I think it's a little awkward to maneuver. Whereas yeah. I was um, Dante and Maxine. I mean, Nathan, Dante, Maxine, Lulu used to hang out together all the time. Mm-hmm. And so... I think it's a little bit more natural to think like, okay, they're going to be spending time with each other. Now they kind of already have their blended families and stuff mm-hmm. like that, just from their friendships and that quad and stuff. And so it'd probably be easy to move it in that direction, but I kind of feel like they're going to stick Maxie with Peter just forever yeah. <laughs> or until <laughs> some other stuff happens off screen. So <laughs> um, it
0: would have been nice if they had had her get together with Chet. Mm-hmm. Amy's brother mm-hmm. I wish that they oh, had I really head. liked
2: them yeah I yeah. really liked them I thought the, the actor that plays Chad is hot I like him <laughs> and he's very Maxie's type too Maxie kind of likes her guys uh, I mean she likes her guys kind of heroic and stuff like that and also a little edgy and he was both that because he was a, a veteran and you know he's definitely has an edge to his and stuff and I think they would have been a great pairing
0: yeah. Well, and you had talked about the social issues that they kind of just don't do as well as they used to. Mm-hmm. He's a real life vet amputee, like mm-hmm. he's an amputee vet, you know, mm-hmm. actor and all that. So like there would have been, he did a great job with the drug detox and, you know, all of that. But there could have been some redemption there other than him just getting a job at the floating rib. Right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, so he wasn't there the night that it blew up. No. Yeah.
2: Good. he's still alive he's He's still alive you you know so yeah you know I really like Amy and so I would be cool with them having playing Shet and Amy as kind of you know their brother and sister and playing them as a family stuff like that
0: so they had a really good relationship because she was very much struggling with you Mm -hmm. know everything that he was going through and kind of hiding it but Mm -hmm. Yeah, we miss Amy and Felix. We don't know mm-hmm. where they go.
2: <laughs> I think we're going to, we should be seeing Felix soon. Or I'll, I'll, I think we'll be seeing a lot more of him this year. Now, cause the actor has posted on um, maybe Instagram or Twitter that he has been filming and stuff. So I think we're going to be seeing him somewhere, which is great. And I don't know if they, I kind of feel like they plan on doing Felix and Lucas now. So it's something they've kind of teased for years and years and never
0: done. So we'll see what happens there. But I would have been crazy if he had picked Lucas or Felix to begin with. Yeah, It'd be all different now, right? Yeah, <laughs> it would be. Because <laughs> I don't think Felix would switch babies. <laughs> yeah. But that I actually kind of understand in the moment mm-hmm. that that happened. I understand Brad's decision. I would not oh. I, I don't think I would have done it either, but I mean, he was grieving. Like he had, there was a lot going on there. Right. You know, it wasn't like he just. you know what? I don't like this kid. Let's go switch. You know, it was.
2: I thought Perry did a really good job with him. I thought that part of the story was very very well written because I did feel like horrible for Brad, you know, he, here he was, he, you know, has this hot doctor husband. They just got this new baby and he's all happy and stuff and then this horrible, horrible thing happens. Right. And so I did definitely feel sympathy for him and I, and I think I did probably throughout the whole story because I think they did a good job of showing that he really was struggling with it and he got some bad advice from Julian and stuff when he did want to tell and stuff. So I was able to feel sorry for him. No, that story did go on way too long and I thought the payoffs they provided was not payoff it was really bad yeah so. and then they just
0: brought him back for one day to have gotten stabbed by somebody from cyrus's crew
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was so excited to have britain and brad back together again. it just was so short-lived but yeah. hopefully we see him again soon um i, I do think perry keeps seems to keep pretty busy and stuff and I love his social media account. I wish that more actors were like him online because he's a lot of fun and a lot of positive energy and stuff.
0: So, Yeah, we interviewed him and it was so much fun. I mean, we just had, he's exactly like that, you know, when you talk to him too. Like he had a lot of good, he actually knew a lot about his character, which I think is funny because, and I don't know if like you pick up on this too. Like a lot of, not a lot, but like some actors don't know anything about the show. You know, and I mean, he knew he's like, well, yeah, I used to watch and I picked up on this and this and this. You know, it's like he had to get to know the backstory of why his character was important where it is. And so we told him, we're like, you know, we think that you should be reconnecting with your family while you're in prison because he's supposed to be part of the Wu family. Yes. So we just killed off the Novaks. Let's bring back the Wu's.
2: You know, I really like the um Jeff Tober I can't remember yes. I really really like him as an actor and stuff and I think the Cyrus as Laura's brother story is very interesting mm-hmm. but it's like they really missed an opportunity by not having the Wu family and Brad's family be the mock family they got in because I mean here you have this baby switch and kind of this uh, Romeo and Juliet thing that could be set up with Brad and Lucas and stuff where they're still longing for each other, but they have this horrible thing happen and now their families are battling. Right. Would have been awesome. I and mean, that would have been a fun story, I think, for people to watch. So I you know, I don't know if maybe that was something they thought about but just couldn't do, but a missed opportunity. I would have really liked that. Yeah. That would've been so good.
3: So since you've watched all the different so why did you pick General Hospital as your one to focus on?
2: Um you know, I kind of always like the ABC soaps a little bit better, I think. Um, that's just kind of where I landed. Um, the CBS soaps are really pretty to look at and stuff like that, but especially now the the writing's not the best, and we will just be honest, um, which is unfortunate because you know, I think that they, you know, they've had the budget that all of these other soaps haven't had, and they have great actors and stuff like that, but like with YNR, it's very very boring. Okay. And um, with Bold and the Beautiful, it's really messed up with like the sex doll stuff they're doing now and all that. <laughs> and and it's and it's not something where you can really feel like you you can get attached to the story because it just is all over the place all the time. And I feel like um, it's a like ABC soaps and stuff like that. They're just more grounded. I really like the actors and the characters involved, and you know, One Life to Live was my favorite soap, so when that did go off the air, I was one of those people that was kind of like, okay, I'm glad they're going up to General Hospital and stuff. And so um, I think more people did that than they want to give credit to, because yeah. um, One Life to Live had high ratings when it went off the air, and some people, I'm sure, just stopped watching soaps altogether when the show went off the air, but others moved to other shows. A lot, I think a lot of people probably did. And I think that it helped General Hospital because General Hospital would have been canceled right afterwards After otherwise. And, you know, a miracle happened. They were able to bump the ratings. And yeah. Do, so. But, yeah, I think it has the actors that I care about the most. And I think that um, even though there are definitely stories I don't like, like I'm not liking the sunny story we have right now at all. I can't watch it. I have to fast forward. It's just annoying me. But um, even though that's happening, there's usually some, either a character or a couple or some sort of plotline or story that I care about. And I can't say that with some of the other ones. Days, like I said this online the other day, um, every time I check out Days of Our Lives, I I always pick the wrong day. And it's always (laughs) something like, and I know it's that I'm picking the wrong day because there's plenty of people out of saying, hey, i I'm enjoying this and I telling me what they're enjoying. I'm like, yeah, I would like that too. But I always pick the day where like, you know, Gabby's trying to murder somebody with her cell phone by clicking an app or something, you know, it's something really bizarre and awful is happening and not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, and Ron's pretty wild. I mean, he's, I feel like, um, when Ron's doing well and stuff and writes a good story, he writes a good story and he's awesome. But when he doesn't hit it, it's, it goes bad, (laughs) you know? And so um, I kind of feel like that's probably the case with days right now, um, unfortunately. So hopefully things turn around. I hope that, I mean,
0: I feel like we've come back well from a couple months off. Yeah you know it was
2: so what did you do to fill in your time then um you know I binged other shows and stuff (laughs) okay like what um I'm trying to remember what all I watched um what did I watch oh um Lucifer okay that's a really good show and and you know that's a really soapy show Mm. and not so much in the seasons where it moved over net- to Netflix and stuff like that, but, like, in the first couple seasons of it, I guess the the main character, the lead actor in it, is a soap opera fan. And mm-hmm. so, like, they had Heather Tom and um, some mm-hmm. other, like, uh, Brandon um, Brash and stuff like that, were guest starring in, in these episodes, so that was really cool to see. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we
0: watched... Um... Night Shift season one. Oh, cool. I have not watched that yet. It's really good. You can find... Where did you find the DVD?
3: I got it off eBay. It was like six bucks or something like that for the first
0: one. But you can't find the second one anywhere.
3: So you have to watch that on YouTube. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because like we do our weekly recap show and we're like, well, what are we going to do on Mondays? (laughs) (laughs) So that's what we did on Mondays though.
2: Cool. That was, that was fun. I'll have to check that out. Cause I know a lot of people always say that it was really, really good, but I never got a chance to see it when I was on himself and stuff. Yeah. There was, um, well,
0: it's funny cause like some pretty significant things happened on it that, I mean, it's when Spinelli had his first sexual experience was on night shift and it's like, I don't remember anything ever coming from that mm-hmm. on General Hospital, mm-hmm. you know, that we even discussed the fact that that happened, you know? Right. Um,
2: that's interesting.
0: Yeah. It was, it, it was, was good. a
3: totally different show. Yeah. yeah. They
0: didn't intertwine there was it. a few different characters. Um, oh, there's a guy who, his name's Toussaint Bois. And he is supposed to be related to Felix. Oh, yep. He was on night shift? He was on night
2: shift, yep. You know, they should bring him out to General Hospital. That would be really they cool. They sure should. If they did that, you know. Yeah. I know that we don't see Felix very much and stuff like that, but, um, you know, I remember we had Felix's sister there for a hot minute and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's kind of cool they have that tie there. It'd be really fun just to even like, bring him in for just a few episodes or something.
0: Right. Well, and then
2: we had an entire theory
0: about Dev because Mm -hmm. on the second season of Night Shift, Jagger came back and he had a six, seven-year-old son Mm -hmm. named Stone. And Mm -hmm. so we were thinking that this Stone is Jagger and Brenda's and then we don't know what happened to them. Somehow he became Dev. And wound up in Turkey alone. Right. They and could then have done
1: that.
0: I mean, you know, that would have been much... They had no idea what to do with Dev. And that would have been an interesting story. Yeah, because then we could have brought back Jagger and Brenda. Mm-hmm. And then we could have had the conflict of Brenda, Sunny, Carly thing for a minute.
2: Right. You know, I'll probably get people after me. But um, I think Brenda's the only thing that can really make some Sunny interesting you know, I, mean, really, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm not, um, and nothing against the actors, you know, it just, it is what it is, but I don't really see that kind of soulmate type energy between Carly and Sonny right now. And so, and that's kind of part of what I'm not liking about this whole amnesia, this mm-hmm. dead story is that I have to watch Carly try to long for him when I don't feel like they actually feel that way about each other and stuff. I mean, it just always feels like, okay, they're married. They have kids, you know, they're settled in their mobster life. But if Brenda came back, he would ditch in a moment, you know, that's just kind of the way it, it hangs over to me. So it's hard for me to look at them as this awesome forever couple, you know? Yeah.
0: Because well, you said that you're fast forwarding through all the sunny stuff right now. Did <laughs> you? Did you pay attention to Friday though?
2: I did.
0: Um, okay. So they brought in a little bit of stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I kind of, um, I mean, they're obviously just, yeah, uh, you know, they're copying, you know, stories from a life to live in other shows here. And I think it's a bit of an odd fit for Sonny. Um, and I think it's really boring right now. but. Lenny and Phyllis, I'm kind of just, like, not really connecting with too much. But I did kind of think, you know, I was thinking this today. Um, it's weird that they haven't gone out there to try and find out who Mike is and stuff. But what if Phyllis knows? Lenny doesn't, but she knows. Because she was in Port Charles. Yeah. She knows she, she gave. was. She was the nurse that gave Nell away, so... What if Phyllis is in contact with Nell and she knows who Sonny is and that's why they aren't going out there looking for who he is because she already knows. And that's why she's not saying, you know, they're not what saying the he's not thing. as sweet as we saying, think he is. Yeah, and that's why she's defending him to Lenny and stuff and like, "Oh, he's acting weird" because she knows why Sonny's acting weird because she knows. I mean, what if that's what's going on? Cuz that huh. would be an interesting twist. Yeah. But I don't know if that's where it's going. That's just my mind running wild, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you, so do you still write for TV magazine? No, I okay. have my own blog. It's um, okay. yeah.
0: It's dot So, so that's your full time. Like what you focus on and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was going to ask I'm like, how are you? Well, I guess you were still a fan of shows while you were working for TV magazine. Like how did you keep from, you had to separate being a fan and being professional Mm -hmm. about your opinions and writing and everything. (laughs) So I was just, do you know what I mean? Like,
2: it's just. how did you Um, double that? You know, sometimes it was hard, you know? Um, But a lot of times when I write something, you know, um, I'd write it up, you know, just put my feelings and stuff out there. And then I'd step away for a while and then come back, read it and, and read it from somebody and be like, okay, pretend that you're just the reader reading it, that you're just the fan reading it, you know, and try to look at it from their perspective, because like, if I say this, do they know what I'm talking about and what I mean? And is it going to kind of sound too harsh or something because they don't know what's coming next or, you know, they don't know that I know this about this actor or this, or you know, writer or something like that. So um, I think, You know, I kind of feel like, um, you know, it's hard to kind of get out of your bubble a little bit. And I feel like just with a lot of the press and stuff that writes soaps, it's a little difficult. And also just the writers themselves and people involved in soaps is that you have to remember that there's an outside audience. Mm -hmm. And so I I always try to keep that in mind and stuff. And like, if I were a fan reading this, how would I feel? And what would I think this means and stuff? And it could be difficult sometimes, but I try. (laughs) So hopefully I do not catch up. You were suggested to us by one of our fans
0: and I was like, okay, I'll check her out. And you, you seem to do the same thing that we do. Like we don't really take sides, Like Mm -hmm. we definitely have our opinions about things, but like we don't do ship wars. We don't do, you know, stuff like that. Like we don't get all route. We love the show. Mm -hmm. You know, of course we get annoyed with great many things. Yes. (laughs) But I feel like that's a, that's part of being a soap fan, you know, you're
2: you're like, why are they doing this? You know, but you know, the people that say they like the like everything on the show and it's all perfect and stuff like that. I mean, that's very fake. I mean, I hate to call people out, but you know, there's, there's always going to be something that's, um, you know, it's just like that in life where, you know, there's just going to be stuff you like better and stuff you don't and stuff where you think they could improve upon. And, And that's okay. It's okay not to like everything, Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're going to harm the show or anything or hurt anybody by saying, Hey, I don't like this storyline, but I do think you have to be respectful when you do it yeah. and stuff like, um, you know, like I, I said before, I think I said maybe earlier in the podcast, I'm not particularly a Jason fan, but I wrote an article where it's like, you know, Hey, they're I, the way they're writing and this isn't good and, and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, you yeah, know, I think I did a pretty good job of being respectful of the fact that fan, they do have fans and that their fans are disappointed and it's too bad the fans are disappointed. And so I think it's just a lot of times you have to just look at it up from the perspective of, you know, how is this going to look for the fans? So right. I feel like I, get, I went on a little bit on that.
0: <laughs> no, but that's exactly right. Like you can have an opinion about something without being
2: mean or right. Yes, you know, I really hate it where um, you know, and there aren't a lot of people like this. I think most, most soap fans are actually really nice. And stuff oh, yeah. that, you know, I think there's just some people that are very loud, but I always hate it when you have people that um, are overly crude when they criticize and stuff like that or make it really personal about the actors or um, you know, just kind of try to push buttons. And I hate the fan more stuff. I really think that you know, anybody that tries to provoke that now is just being an awful person, <laughs> quite honestly, because, I mean, like, especially with the whole um, liaison versus Jason, Jason thing, well, for, for starters, both those couples are now officially dead, so nobody should be arguing about them anymore, <laughs> and um, second of all, it's like, you know, you have these women arguing with each other, and saying horrible things about these actresses they don't know. And I mean, both actresses have gotten death threats and called horrible stuff. And, you know, and it's just like, that's not fun. That's not like a decent way to act as a human being. It doesn't, I, I think it actually takes away from the soap experience and stuff like that. I don't think it's done General Hospital any good. I and mean, I think there's some people that believe, oh, it's giving the show buzz. It's like, no, it's not because all those people that are arguing and calling each other the names and stuff like that. Are only watching clips on YouTube. They're not giving the show any generation, you know, any um, ratings or money or anything like that. It's just mm-hmm. what you're doing. you just creating this horrible hospital environment for the actors, you know.
0: Right. So. Yeah, they should not be getting death threats over
2: TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not okay, like that's- Yeah, I sent this to somebody um, in private earlier and stuff like that, and. Um, and this is nothing against any actors or anything like that. But I said, it's very odd to me that how passionless Jason has generated such passion from some crazy people. <laughs> because, um, you know, and I, and I, I feel like it's, it really isn't so much about what they love about the characters anymore. as um, just fighting and trying to win this ridiculous battle. So. And they're reading what
0: they're given. Right now, mm-hmm. it's not like they're writing their script saying, "This is what we get to do."
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> so, <Get me> <laughs> <laughs> have you met any of the actors? Do you have a favorite that you've got to interact with?
2: Um, you know, I've met quite a few of the actors just through fan events and stuff like that. Um, I and mean, my favorite. Um, which I'm sure a lot of people could probably just see by looking at my social media. I'm a big fan of Roger Howard's and um, he's been really fun to meet a few times because, you know, there's this misconception about him because he is introverted and he is um, soft-spoken and stuff like that. He's not, you know, probably as sociable as and out there as some of these other actors that a lot of people think, Oh, he's exactly like his character. I mean, I feel like with him, for some reason, particularly, there's people that aren't able to divide the real versus, you know, R E E L real. Right. But um, the first time I met him, you know, I was a big fan and stuff like that. But it was kind of it was a different experience because he was completely different than what I was imagining. You know, um, he's actually soft spoken. He doesn't talk or sound at all like Todd or like Franco or anything like that. You know, he's basically just this New York hipster dude, you know, who likes sports and, you know, talks about his kids and stuff like that. And he has some really fun, interesting stories that tell him. He's very smart and philosophical in how he talks, and it's, it's nothing like his character at all. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so it's, it's kind of fun when you meet actors like them. There's kind of that nice little reveal. So I really enjoyed meeting him and stuff. And let's see. Um, you know, some of the veteran actors like um, Ken is really fun because he has so many fun stories to tell from back in the heyday and everything so he's always fun Um, and uh, Lynn was really fun to meet. She's very sweet and stuff Um, I really enjoyed her. Wally is he's got a really nice personality. He's just very down to earth and stuff and personable and, and stuff so I really enjoyed meeting him and you know I have to say that I think maybe with the exception of Two actors, which I won't name. <laughs> I've had a good experience with everybody and stuff. Um, but, um, yeah, I think um, a lot of these actors are really nice people and stuff and very genuine. And, and I think it's really fun to kind of get out there and talk to them and everything.
0: So if we had been able to keep the characters from One Life to Live, because that would have been awesome. Mm-hmm would you have wanted Todd and Carly to continue and ride off into the sunset and everything? I loved them together.
2: You know, that was the thing that hurt the most when prospect park came in there and messed things up and took the characters back and then totally bombed and went under, you know, so it was a waste was that we didn't get Todd and Carly more. That was like the worst part of it. Um, because, I mean, my B- Bane was okay, um, you know, and I, and I did think that, he was like... my boyfriend.
1: Oh, I'm <laughs> I sorry.
2: I was fine with him there, but, you know, I was...
1: Yeah.
2: wasn't heartbroken or anything like that. And, like, Star and Michael, I think that was probably Michael's last really good pairing. Yeah. They were cute. Um, but the thing that hurt the most was losing the Todd and Kari pairing. I think. And, yeah, I remember, um, the 50th anniversary, Laura Wright was talking to, I think it was a 2020 special or something I did, and she was saying that, like, how awesome it was that, you know, at 40 and stuff like that, that she was also a part of this booming super couple and stuff like that, and, and I'm sure it was just a complete disappointment for her and stuff, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of really cool to have, like, this crossover-type pairing, like, these two big Characters and stars from these two separate soaps and these two kind of worlds collide and for it to work. And they had such great chemistry and stuff like that. I mean, I even liked Franco and Carly, which I know is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was okay when they ended because I knew it was wrong, but they had such great chemistry and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it would have been really cool to see more happen there. But
0: I really yeah. liked McBain and Sam. I thought that. Yeah.
2: They were good. Did you like Silas and Sam? Mm-hmm. See, I liked McBain and Sam a lot. I really, really liked them. You know, they weren't Todd and Carly, but I really liked them. But I had a real hard time with Silas and Sam. I don't know. I, well, I didn't like Silas, but it's okay because neither does neither does the actor. Right, right, right. <laughs> I hated Silas so much, and I was so happy when I found out that Michael did to too.
0: <laughs> my husband and he'll see Finn he's like alright is he a vampire today is he a doctor is he a cop like, what are <laughs> he doing? I'm like he's still a doctor don't
2: worry you know yeah, I like Finn I, like, like. I call him Hammy um, which funny story but um, apparently you know I, I like to just be kind of goofy and stuff when I'm tweeting and stuff and so I call him Hammy all the time because he's Hamilton Finn mm-hmm. Oh. So, Michael Easton, I guess, said that Frank had told him that by calling you Hammy online, he thought we were making fun of his acting. Poor <laughs> oh, guy! Oh. And I'm like, no, no, that's your name. You're a Hamilton Finn. And I, I think he forgot his first name was Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> you hurt
0: Michael Easton's feelings. <laughs> I will go to the That's, cool. that's- <laughs> <telling you why? laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's so cute though. Well, that's somebody just commented on our podcast and said, have you noticed that Justin Timberlake's kids' names are Phineas and Silas? Maybe he's a Michael Easton fan. And I'm like, oh yeah, but Finn's his last name and Finn is Finn, not Phineas. Mm-hmm. But I hadn't thought about that. I was like, but I guess If you like the name, then you could just go into Phineas. You know, maybe
2: he is. It's kind of like um, I think we still do, but I know back in the day they got like a ton of fans that were like athletes because they'd be watching them during the day and day before their games and stuff, and like while they're on their road trips and stuff, going from city to city. Because I think it was—is it Shaq, I think said he would used to um, schedule stuff around all my children and stuff. Uh
0: So there's a lot of, there's a lot of closet soap opera fans.
2: Yeah. 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 It's really cool. Like online, I'll be just like looking around and also like, uh, I think um, the voice actor that does Linda Belcher on Bob's Burger it's the other day tweeted, they were watching General House. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow. We've really covered a lot. I'm like, I don't think I really have any other questions. Is there anything else that you want to talk about with the show or? You want to tell us where we can find you and everything so people can follow you and start reading sure. your
2: my twitter is at soap and um and I, I like i haven't been doing it quite as often but a lot of times i like to live tweet and stuff so definitely feel free to jump in there with me sometimes and then my website is diagnosisdaytime.com and the um twitter account for the website is uh dt daytime so Is that right? No, it's
0: Diagnosis DT. Sorry. That's okay. That's awesome. And they're both great. Well, have a great rest of your day and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. You too. Thank you for having me on. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. She was so sweet. She had some really, really good insight and ideas, you know. I feel like we got one semi spoiler, but it could always be changed, so. Right. You never know what's going to happen.
3: Right. I liked when she was talking about the One Life to Live stuff, because I watched mm-hmm. then, and I was like, oh, I forgot about
0: that. Yes. Well, why didn't you talk oh, more
1: about so, because it?
0: because we were talking about cheap stuff, but, Ugh. it was good. Guys, write in that Amanda can talk more oh, during my interviews. Oh, goodness. I
3: don't need Thanks. to talk more. She covered everything. She really did, though. I really, yeah. yeah. She she
0: knew what she was she, talking about. It's so almost it like she writes about. <laughs> you think? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> But yeah, so just be sure to check her out on, so the website is, again, Diagnosis Daytime. And on Twitter, I'm going to double check it because she said it was one of the two.
3: Right. She corrected herself.
0: But let's just make sure because I correct myself sometimes, and I was correct the first time. <laughs> yep. Diagnosis DT. And then she's also on there as Soap Jen, J-E-N-N. So, Check her out. Yeah. It's a, she's really good because it's very, if you're a fan of the show, right. You know, if you're looking for just some other insight, you know, and it's, this is why I love talking to other fans because we get good stuff off of each other, right? There are thousands of other people out there that might have other ideas.
3: Yes. Just a little.
0: It's awesome. (laughs) So if you would like to talk to us and share, just, if you just want to talk about General Hospital, You know, you don't necessarily have to have like a Twitter account or anything like that. No, just share the love of the soap. Yeah, exactly. So that's it for this week. We will catch up with you on Monday as we talk about this week's shows. Have a good weekend and we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye.
3: If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com
0: to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Peer 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcastgmail.com. At Hold up.